good showing you know oh yeah i said something once it was funny (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i watched total recall last night oh yeah how was that going yeah yeah Uh, it holds up yeah you should ask me which one god damn it i was hoping you you, i was hoping you would fall for that one no i I assume it's a good one yeah i I would hope that it was the good one i I don't think there is another one i'm pretty sure that the colin farrell was not in a movie called uh total recall no it was never made it was never made wiped from your memory that didn't happen yeah yeah (laughs) i can't even talk shit i haven't even seen that one yet like nope i mean i I have it's just it's really just underwhelming is what it is and there's no mars which that's not fun i mean come on yeah yeah you get your ass to mars (laughs) <laughs> I mean, when they pull that thing out of Arnold's nose to this day. Oh, man. The the practical effects in that movie are, I, fantastic. are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The, the stop motion uh, lady head that he's yeah, wearing. Yeah. That was, that was the point. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the stuff, like everybody suffocating on the surface of Mars. Just like that, that effect. Out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I fucking a, love that movie. I love that movie great, so much. Yeah, yeah, what a great film. Yeah, <laughs> that was a riot. I remember mm-hmm. seeing that in the theater, and the theater cheered like throughout the movie, which is one of the few times I've ever been to a movie where people actually didn't give a shit, and they were just like, "Yeah." And uh, you know, I got five kids to feed. That whole bit was amazing, <laughs> amazing. It's uh, so much fun. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, let's get to the news. Uh, there, there really, you know, is a lot, and some of it is troubling. But uh, let's see. Uh, Scum, you were you were working on something about uh, the trust busters or antitrust laws. Or oh, I like right? how I like how you're acting like the news is anything but ever worrying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we don't. I don't. I don't have any like I, like the the closest thing to an uplifting story I have is negligible at best, and it's a real short one. So I like, can't. I can't wait. Well, don't worry. Yeah. This is even shorter because it's had it. I don't know if it's going to amount to much in the U.S. here. Uh, the House is, is uh, trying to pass new antitrust antitrust laws. Now, for mm-hmm. for people like me, antitrust laws are just, you know, they're anti-monopoly laws. They're laws that were that were literally made in blood back in the day when corporations could, you know, hire mercenaries and murder your ass, which is now far off from where we are now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's. Yeah, House lawmakers and Judiciary Committee, uh, Judiciary Committee's Antitrust Subcommittee, they're going to have experts and witnesses uh, Thursday. So I, uh, this is going to happen this week, I believe. Okay. In the effort to chronicle the alleged uh, monopolistic practices of quote unquote gatekeeper tech companies at privilege of drafting new laws to rein them in. So they're talking about basically Amazon, 
Facebook. But unlike right. the, uh, mm-hmm. unlike those other hilarious times when they had like you know Zuck in front of extremely old people yeah, talking yeah. about things that they know nothing like, about. I just have to act like a human in front of these people. You yeah, know, that's not I, that's not what this is. They're going to have like people who have witnessed the brutality of Amazon and like actual experts in the economy come talk to them. Moderators. Mm, yeah yeah like basically oh, no people, joke yeah That's yeah yeah like basically people like uh who are like hey they're doing some fucked up shit so the company's gonna be like amazon facebook and and google have quote-unquote benefited tremendously from gaps in antitrust laws which is no shit yeah <clears throat> uh, so and, but they're just uh, there's uh, no vertical inter- well, integration baby yeah, well, the thing that bugs me about this is it's not going to be as extreme as, hey, we're going to break up these companies into their core components, which is what, mm-hmm. you know, the current laws that we have say you're like supposed to. Like you have a shipping company and then you have a uh, like a warehouse and then you have like – and these will all be separate entities. Well, that's what they would have done back in the day. I don't right. know if they're going to do that now. And it explicitly uh-huh. says in the article that I found on Axios that that's not what they're going to be doing. Uh, the, right now, they're just trying to like gather evidence. And again, this is kind of like what I was telling you before. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to amount to much. Gee, it's I just... wonder why uh, Bezos stepped down all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking weird, huh? Yeah. yeah honestly, it's like there are most of the groups in this, in this, uh, what's going on with people they're going to be interviewing, they really want to pounce on Amazon. Amazon's like the main one in their sites and their sites for like e-commerce, mar- e-commerce markets. It's largely the uh, National Association of Wholesale Distributors uh, wrote in the mm-hmm. committee hearing urging action against Amazon's monopolistic treatment of its third-party sellers, which I can believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I there's mean, a lot of different organizations and committees that like are just like, well, you know, and Amazon. Amazon. Amazon's running all those like anti-labor ads, mm-hmm. like these anti uh, and being very ads. open about it. Like yeah. they're not hiding it at all. You can go to. I think it's on fucking YouTube. I mean, you know, it's not like. Yeah, it's uh, almost like yeah. they're proud of uh, of all the ways that they abuse their workers. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, look, look, mean, look what we get away with because, uh, like, just re- reveling in their sociopathy. You got Scrooge McDuck levels of gold coins in a fucking vault somewhere. And well, just... this is the thing I never understood is because I know these laws haven't changed since like 1919. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea that like tech companies kind of get away with a lot because we never updated them to anything like and. I don't. Oh, yeah. under- then, I don't understand know, why. Write, yeah, why that the would matter. Legislation are old as fuck and like, uh, need help yeah, yeah, to yeah. open a PDF, like you know, to use that old uh, card. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, fuck them. I don't. Uh, yeah. It's just. Well, let, let's go further down this rabbit hole. All right. So, like, I found a story about this company called Pats. You know, P is in punk. Okay. I guess mm-hmm. ATS. And uh, what they do is they do indoor drone solutions. Uh, uh, that. Okay. Explain okay. This, please. It's, it's actually not as bad as it sounds, <clears throat> okay. but like it's gonna be in once you extrapolate, you know what I mean? Um, so they're, they're a Dutch company. They do, they develop drones for agriculture, like specifically in greenhouses. Yeah. And uh, so what they're trying to do is automate insect control. They're designing drones that eradicate insects. They're inspired. It literally says this on their website, like inspired by bats and dragonflies, like right on the main page. Love it. And then it's promoted as a safer alternative to pesticides. Okay, so far, so good. Yeah. Um, the operation, the way it works is there's a what the, the Pats base station. So there's this like little base station that sits up in, a, you know, there's like four of them maybe in a greenhouse. And it scans the environment for insects. And when it's detected, when it sees one, it sends a drone. <laughs> 
These drones are about the size of your hand, okay? The drone itself will target the insect and then eliminate the moth in midair when it's most vulnerable, not when it's like sitting on a leaf or anything so you don't fuck up the plants. The way it... (laughs) We'll get to that. And then there's a landing pad. That's the third part. So it it has like an RTB thing where it just will land on it and I possibly... They didn't get into it, but it's possibly to like clean it out uh, to charge it, give it maintenance, you know, stuff like that. So there's there's a video. And the video is trying its best to be funny, and it's not okay. <laughs> fine, you know, but like there are a couple of jokes in there that do land, and I, you know, it's charming, if nothing else. And it shows this drone, like at one point, they highlight it. It's like a minute and a half video that you're watching for like four, four or five seconds of footage. And it's, it's, it's the, it shows the drone shredding a moth with its propeller. It has yeah. four propellers. Yeah. Ugh. And it, it'll basically what it'll do is it flies through the path of the moth and just shreds the fuck out of it. And I'm like, I'm going to watch that again. OK, cool. <laughs> now, after watching it, uh, like about the seventh time, I, I took some notes. It was like all the shots are real close up, possibly, possibly to highlight the shredding, possibly because they just dropped a dead moth in the prop. You know what I mean? Just to show you like what it would do. Yeah, um, that's dicey but then they also there's a different angle and it shows the drone climb through a moth's flight path and that's where i was like okay i'm not gonna lie i don't hate it yeah like, that's, that's that's impressive that's pretty dope and yeah. like i said these are little tiny things they're very nimble and then they just like boop kill the fucking moth and then you know that's it so you know cool well yeah i i, I don't know man like i sure. want to hate it and like i hate what can become of it you know like if you apply this technology to people in a bank after hours with like, you know, some fucking drone with a handgun attached to it or a taser or something like that. Well, this isn't even like that sophisticated because all it is is what running its propeller blades through a moth. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just running right through it. It's basically like that dude. Well, Andy fights in fucking, uh, you know, Indiana Jones in the mm-hmm. first movie, whatever. But I could, God, I could, I could see this becoming like a really bad horror movie where someone just turns a, helicopter into you know just a chop oh yeah like mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah, chops yeah. people up you know yeah no, well, I, the- I can also see a comedy where it's just these things but all they do is they just keep getting caught in people's longer hair <laughs> so like there's just like you know by the end of the movie there's just people walking around with these things just stuck to their heads like yeah i'm sure this is going to be used for evil at some point but right now i can't see what it what we're not i'm not creative enough in the evil department the, to yeah, figure out what it's going to be used for this is not a bad idea it's better than pesticides yeah, sure you know what i mean yeah. you know and it's it's renewable it's like pretty fucking sustainable like they said basically this is like a ten thousand dollar investment or something like that and it, it basically replaces like hundreds of thousands of dollars in pesticides i mean as long as it doesn't like destabilize the insect population and then kill us all because insects are, are an important oh, no, part this, of our ecosystem this is this is for greenhouses this is when a moth <laughs> gets into a greenhouse and uh, yeah this sounds like some uh some like vertical gardening shit. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. All right. I feel start doing indoor uh, greenhouse kind of stuff. Okay. I'm more yeah, this, this one, disposed. This one's a little less dystopian than what the next one. So I mean, well, oh, good, well good, I, good, I just want to add one more, one more little thought to that. Um, yeah. Cause I, um, and now I, I just forgot what that thought is. So I'm just <laughs> blowing okay. my words. It's okay. late for a moment. Um, no, I mean, I, and you have to think about the, well, I'm sure that the software for these, you know, moth cutting drones are 
is fairly complex as it is. Uh, and oh, yeah. that's just, think about how simple a moth is. You know, it's, uh, if you think of uh, animals as biological machines, moths are pretty easy to, it's, it's pretty easy to predict where they're going to fly to. Um, if you already yeah. see their uh, pattern, their flight pattern. So, I mean. Yeah, they're they're not like bees with it or like yeah. stop and start. I, I, God damn, I don't yeah. use these on bees. Please. I'm just saying. You know, no, cool. oh, yeah. I'm just saying you can't, you can't uh, plug this software into like an autonomous helicopter and then it'll turn into a uh, murder drone or something. No, right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Or it won't be able to kill anybody, I guess. Yeah. I think it's more about like extrapolating the concept, like the idea of automating like security, you know what I mean? And and this is again, not what they're doing at all. Like what they're doing is very much very practical and it's, it's not a bad startup and I don't know, check them out. It's impressive. I mean, you got to admit that you have to admit that if, if nothing else, it's like having to program that software for it to be able to intercept the moth in midair. That's I know really nothing, nothing about programming. So like occasionally whenever I get to see say devs work on a video game or something, you know, or, or some kind of like, like, like logistics software, you know, I, I keep up in that. I see what they're trying to do. I don't know how they do it, but I can, I can understand like the problems just bloom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, yeah. It, yeah. The, you answer one question, it opens up a whole new like slew of shit. I mean, look at any glitch in a video game. It's just machine. Don't know what to do with the numbers, you know, and that's it. But uh, yeah, it, this this is cool. This is like one of those rare instances where I'm like I, I saw a tech story and I was like, you know what? All right, all right, very cool. Moth versus drone, very cool. <laughs> you know, like it's way more uh, uplifting than the last thing we talked about with the robot dog. So you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is better than robot dogs. Uh, uh, Shadow Link, you got something? Um, I mean, not like I don't have. I, I kind of procrastinated this week, so uh, I I don't really have a story. I did kind of want to bring up Neuralink as a topic of discussion, though. Oh, yeah, um, sure. Hell yeah. yeah. So if, uh, for those, for you listeners who uh, are not aware of what Neuralink is, it's a it's a brain interface chip. Uh, well, no, it's a company that is trying to make essentially a brain interface chip that makes you telepathic or telekinetic or whatever so that your your mind can interface with computers and uh we've we've seen people trying to develop this technology already in like the form of uh, uh facebook for some reason mm. uh mark <laughs> zuckerberg thinks that people want to attach well people want a device that they can attach to their heads um that will uh read their thoughts because you know he just wants to know if like the kid wants- likes him. That's all. That's been his motivation for everything that he's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If the social me- uh, social network told me anything that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what it is. It. Yeah. I'm no, just, just, please, hot- just like, <laughs> just please update all of your advertisements and just put them right into my brain. That's what just that's just all that sounds like to me. Is yeah. just yeah, and also just like. Every every tiny little dirty secret that you have might just come yeah. spilling through this thing. Uh, yeah, I don't trust it. I don't trust these motherfuckers with my name and like phone number. Like, yeah. oh yeah, here, let me let me take one of your products and then go ahead and wire it into like I don't know. Everything gets wired into the pituitary gland. I'm going with that, guys. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm gonna make this a thing. Well, I think uh, that's supposed. I think that's supposed to be a detachable device, something that you would just wear on your temple, theoretically. But Neuralink is. Uh, so it is a system that involves ultra-thin probes that will be inserted into the brain. A neurosurgical robot will perform the operations and a high-density electronic system capable of oh, processing God. information from neurons. According to what literally, literally every word in that sentence was worse than the word before it. <laughs> oh, Holy man. Shit. Yeah, uh, no. Um, nice. which, which is actually kind of why, uh, Total Recall feels relevant now, yeah. because uh-huh. I, I just realized that Elon Musk is, uh, is the, what's his name? Um, Cohagen. See, mm, President yeah. Cohagen, or he wants yeah. to be President Cohagen, which is, God. Ugh, so I'll never understand, like, a dude with a fortune identifying with, like, bad guys. You know, like, I just... Well, because they're the ones who are always the fortune, so they have no one to relate to, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, when you have that much uh, that much power and sway over society, then nobody can hold you accountable to anything. And... I mean, I guess it's easy to be Lex Luthor when there's no Superman, you know? Like, Well, it's the thing. It's like, Musk, from what I've gathered, is a nerd. And he saw probably all the same shit we did. He's just a prime example of just taking nothing away from it that he was supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because yeah. he's never had to do any type of deep thinking or in his life. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far necessarily. Like, you know, there, there certainly does re- require a certain amount of cunning to like do what you do that way. But like, it, you know, I guess I think having a lot of that, money like, makes it you, a lot easier. Well, yeah, yeah, and it, all this stuff is just like, gosh darn, wow, fourteen-year-old pie in the sky, you yeah, know, dangerous. Yeah. And it's like he's he's like. I, you know, have this, I'm going to make this tube, but it's going to put a single car and it's going to race through this tube. And I'm like, dude, we have trains. Like, fucker, fix them. Make them better. Like, don't, don't like throw cars in a single lane underground with your big <laughs> drill. Yeah. All you're doing is, like, could we be oh. more phallic, man? Like, are you, what, are you fucking the earth? Like, is that what this is? I don't know. <laughs> Who are you? What are you trying to work out, bud? You know, like he couldn't just, even have, he couldn't even run a company whose only job is to drill holes in the ground. How would I? Why would I trust him to like build something to put in my fucking brain? Yeah, I don't I know, mean, man. He, when, when the stuff about the the Giga Factory started coming out, and he was talking about like it came out that like to meet the you know like all the people that pre ordered the Model Three was it? Um, mm-hmm. Some of the things that they did was aside from like putting some of the manufacturing outside under fucking tents they removed (laughs) like a hundred welds from the frame and i was like well i'd be asking for a refund there like (laughs) why would you have a car factory under a tent well no it's like huge it's it's this massive like white like tent if if like a a well yeah no but they didn't have room in their giga factory and uh The other thing is, you know, he was running all these like really crazy shifts on people where like, I don't know about you, but I mean, fucking working in manufacturing, you're you're not getting anything out of people after like six hours, you know, so eight hours is a gift. And if you try putting them on 12, you know, shit's going to happen. You're going to have like wheels fall off of your car or windshields pop out of the back. But when I also heard that to save time, their welder, like they were removing like a hundred. It wasn't like, oh, we removed like 15 welds that we determined were redundant. It was like hundreds 
And I was like, hmm, not riding in that fucking car. Like, yeah, nope. so when you take the car out, the like the chassis just falls off immediately. Well, it's not even that. It's like the, most of those, uh, like the stronger the weld, like maybe the better the the frame will hold. Like you, you have your crumple zones, which was, you know, the big catchphrase from the like 70s, 80s and 90s and stuff. But like you want a strong frame because you don't want the frame like impaling you and folding. Yeah. You know, and it's. Uh, so aren't, aren't there like. Aren't there laws against this kind of shit? Yeah, I guess if you enforce them. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's like the antitrust stuff, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, no, there's laws against this, but we haven't well, updated mean, shit since God knows when. So, like, the law, no. The law is the company is allowed to do anything to satisfy the shareholder. Like, that's yeah. the law. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, if you want to put out a shitty product and then stand about it. <laughs> Like, I mean, I, that's I, the most American thing of all is you just make a shitty product until someone calls you out for it and enough yeah. people die. And then you're like, oopsie daisy, then just fuck off with your piles of money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's consequences, man. Like you fuck up, you go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and it all, you know, all of this, all of this leads into the, the robots are coming for Phil in accounting. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is it? Okay. We, we have no idea what he's about to talk about. So please tell me that's the name of the article. That's literally the name of the article. Oh my it's, god! Yeah, it's a it's a New York Times article by Kevin Roos. He's a technology columnist at the Times, and he's uh, written a book called Future Proof: Nine Rules for Humans in the Age of Automation. And uh, this article was like adapted from that. But I'm actually I, I'm interested in this book now. But this article was enough that I was like, oh my god. Um, kind of like that thing where like every subsequent word was worse than the word before it thing. Yep. That's just, <laughs> yeah. All right. So article kind of starts out and it makes a couple of these like big statements. It's like recent advances in AI this is a quote, recent advances in AI and machine learning have created algorithms capable of outperforming doctors, lawyers, and bankers at certain parts of their jobs. This is where we're starting folks. Um, okay. Now, now, like, there are these things called, like, well, basically robotic process automation really, like, it's been a thing anyway, but during the pandemic, uh, the practice of implementing these apps just bloomed. Like, it just totally exploded. Um, there was a, uh, <sighs> I'm so disappointed in myself. Like, <laughs> the word I'm about to say, I looked up a pronunciation of. And then the pronunciation was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I was pissed. <laughs> okay. So uh, Delo Deloitte, this is a company, this is like website. They do basically, um, uh, well, I'm going to get into that because they're not the best. Um, there's a Deloitte survey that looked at the impact of COVID-19 on automation strategies and the use of cloud and automation as a service to ensure scalability and rapid deployment. This annual survey of executives they did, 73% uh, of respondents said their organizations have embarked on a path to intelligent automation. The New York Times article says nearly eight in 10, which is a weird way to round up because <laughs> it's like saying a little over seven in 10 would be more accurate. You know, like yeah. it's not you get to 75 and then you can run up to 80. That's just what the fuck, man. Anyway, I don't understand anything else, but I understand that much. Um, anyway, it's, it seems that robots, uh, although this is also a quote. It seems that robots, although still bearing the burden of deep-seated human stigmas, have entered the mainstream. 
The challenge is no longer how we will accept intelligent automation in the workplace, but how we can apply it wisely uh, into the greatest benefit. Now, so you're you're basically confirming that we're going to have racist robots in the future. Oh no, it's worse than that. It's like where we're at in in like say cyberpunk. Like there's two cyberpunks we talk about. Okay, there's like cyberpunk as like the way they they, they would talk about like Detroit techno. And then like techno as electronic music, like, mm-hmm. oh man, you listen to techno and it, they could be listening to house. You know what I mean? Like techno was a catch all phrase for a real long time before some idiot came up with fucking EDM, which I still hate. Um, but like this is, uh, what was I, where was I going with this? There, there's this, there's cyberpunk, like as like the whole thing. All right. Like the bad stuff and the good stuff, the the fashion of it, the technology of it, the forward thinking of it, and then like the entire canon of like literature and video games and everything that go with that. There's all of that. And then there's like cyberpunk, which is like a very specific subgenre in a larger genre of fiction or science fiction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah, I get that. There this is like in the canon started happening like in the in like two thousand. You know what I mean? Like they, this was when they wrote the fiction and stuff like that. This was the part of the dystopia where people were being like replaced constantly by machines. And that was a big fear in the 80s because, you know, Japan was blowing up and they, they had yeah. all this automation and their uh, their cars were like showing up here and people were getting super fucking racist about it. And my first car was a Toyota and it rocked. It was great. Um, I'd probably still be driving that thing if a pickup truck didn't knock the front end off of it real fucked up accident anyway so we're here like we're already at the part like in in the in the story where you're being replaced by algorithms and, and robots like it's already and it's like way more widespread than anyone really kind of thinks about but it's but it's not like from what i gathered so far it's not like the jobs that you would expect right like it's kind of like more of the white collars stuff and that's what well, people this, this like, is is that what yeah. people really panicking about yeah, this is this is definitely like why this is showing mm-hmm. up in say like the New York Times and like not mm-hmm. a you know blog. Yeah, which it might have started there. But anyway, so a little bit more about Deloitte. Uh, they're pretty much a pro business like cheerleader. So like you could take what you want from this. Um, it turns out they caught like a fifty million dollar fine in Rhode Island for fucking up their six hundred million dollar public assistance IT system in twenty sixteen. People you can trust, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're currently getting investigated in Florida for fucking up their failed unemployment system in twenty thirteen that collapsed oh, under the weight of COVID. Hold on, that's their fault. I just yes. was listening to something about that like yesterday. That's yes. their fault. They did that. Oh god. Yeah, yeah. Deloitte. People Deloitte. had to like wait in line during COVID wearing masks to like yeah. put their lives at risk. To get a physical sheet for to just to sign just to sign <laughs> up to have the chance to get unemployment. That's yeah. their fault. God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there's so there's fuck a, these people. Yeah. These guys. Can yeah. Be. They they suck. So like I'm I'm you know that's what they're saying. They did this survey and that's like a lot of that. The, the survey data is fine. Mm. It's just that the way they're dressing it up is is very much executive spin. They're like, it's good for everyone and streamlining operations and liberating workers from mundane, repetitive tasks and stuff. Because it works so well. But this is where the article takes this really cool turn. This guy goes, but they are also liberating plenty of people from their jobs. <laughs> like, there yeah. is like, they're not that's the thing like the executives are always whenever they frame it whenever they put it out whenever they make a commercial about it they're always using that fucking language that like good for everyone and like in these trying times kind of shit and this well the major rpa rollout consequences are like rounds of layoffs 
And two, cutting costs are the motivation, not improving workplace conditions, no matter what they say. Like it's, it, it doesn't matter if you remove the person, then you don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? We don't have to worry about, excuse me. We don't have to worry about work uh, conditions when you're not there. Right. Yeah. So there's this uh, guy that's quoted in here is Craig LeClaire. He's a corporate automation market analyst. And he basically said that like bots work because they are cheap, uh, easy to use. And compat- the ones that are going around now are compatible with existing backend systems. I don't believe so, any of that. Well, they are. They're cheap as fuck and they are, are very they? easy to use. Yeah, no, that's the mm-hmm. thing. See here, he says it's not a moonshot project like a lot of AI. So companies are doing it like crazy. With RPA, you can build a bot that costs $10,000 a year and take out two to four humans. Wow. That's literally his quote. He, he said that with his mouth. <laughs> with God his mouth. It. Wow. Now he's, he's not cheering it on. Uh, sure. Just, this, is, this is the cold equation. You know what I mean? That's devastating. Like, yeah. Oh, this is gets and this is for like so, jobs that like we like a lot of people I know went to school for around so me when I was a cop, like yeah, yeah, yeah like a lot is, of people I know. Oh, this is when people are going to start getting really upset uh, because nobody gave a shit when people's jobs were lost when like blue collar jobs were lost automation. Right. Mm-hmm. They just uh, they just scapegoated you know uh, legal immigrants now. Uh, now that it's leaking over into the white collar world, until those jobs become, you know, just more uh, lower class, you know, yeah, busybody. I, shit, I, I I'm ready for anti. Yeah, I'm ready for anti-robot bigotry. It's here's, just, the, here's uh, the thing. Yeah. There's a lot of jobs I've done in my life so far where I'm like, it, a robot could do this. I was a doorman. A machine could do could literally do my job. I've destroyed yeah, my body. I've destroyed my body being a janitor. Like I can't do it anymore, and I'm only 31. You know, and so it's like you know what a robot should do this because I don't think anyone should like destroy their body for a shitty paycheck. Oh yeah. At the same time, right? Because everything else in our society hasn't caught up to the fact that we all need to eat. Yeah, it's yeah. Not you need the basics, and you don't have to worry about people talking about guillotines. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm actually kind of for having machines do certain jobs, so people sure. don't have to like oh, yeah, not same. limp like I kind of do when it's cold out. Mm-hmm. But it, it, like, at the same time, it's like, man, this is good. If the rest of society doesn't fix itself to be able to support people, this is going to be absolutely devastating. And the fact that they're going to take my editing job. Well, let me let me depress you further. Good, good, good. Automation is more politically acceptable now. No, no. Ah. No, no. Buckle up, because he's right. This fucking sucks. Fuck. This guy, uh, Raul Vega, said that. He's the chief executive of Oxus, a firm that helps companies automate their operations. Oh, fuck you for being a Spaniard. God damn it. God damn it. He's definitely got a... He's got an angle, but uh, God damn it! My before pe- the pandemic, why are you doing this, dude? Because <laughs> you know you got to make that cheddar. Oh, uh, fuck. Before right. the pandemic, Mister Vegas said some executives turned down offers to automate their call centers or shrink their finance departments because they worried about you know scaring their remaining workers or provoking a backlash like the one that followed the outsourcing boom of the 1990s when CEOs became villains for sending jobs to Bangalore and Shenzhen. But those. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, even in the 80s, you know, we started seeing it then. And look, Mm -hmm. my hometown, my hometown, like steel left in the 60s. Like I grew up into this husk of a town that like used Mm -hmm. to have mad industry and it was like a center, you know, like the Warner Brothers were from there. I'm surrounded by factories where I'm at and none of them do half the things they were meant to. 
No. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, like it says, like those concerns matter less now with millions of people already out of work. Many businesses are struggling to stay afloat. And now, you know, Mr. Vega said they really don't care. They're just going to do what's right for their business. And it's true. Like yeah. that's because of being beholden to your shareholders instead of like being a human being who, you know, eats and shits and like lives on this planet. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so sales of automation software are now like expected to rise by 20% this year after increasing by 12% last year. Uh, so consulting uh, is that why everybody got fired at the beginning of the pandemic is this is this just uh corporations jumping on this i mean that was probably covid and like but this is what's going to fill that gap they're not going to hire shit if from what you're telling me is true then that means covid unemployed a shit ton of people but instead of hiring those people back they're just gonna buy a bot to do your job in, in certain instances, like this is a lot. I mean, so like the consulting for McKinsey, which like predicted before the pandemic that 37 million U.S. workers would be displaced by automation by 2030, recently increased its projection to 45 million. And a lot of that was because, yeah, because they saw how they reacted during the pandemic. Now, recent recent studies by uh, researchers at like Stanford and Brookings Institute, uh, institution rather, because uh, I, I guess there's some confusion with the names of that, uh, compared the text of job listings with the wording of AI-related patents looking for phrases like make prediction and generate recommendation that appeared in both. And one, they found that the groups with the highest exposure to AI were better paid, better educated workers in technical and supervisory roles with men, white, and Asian American workers, and mid-career professionals being some of the most endangered. Two, workers with bachelor's or graduate's degrees were nearly four times as exposed to AI risk as those with just a high school degree, the researchers found. And residents of high-tech cities like Seattle and Salt Lake City were more vulnerable than workers in smaller, more rural communities. Interesting. So, yeah, this is going to be like a big tech center problem for sure. <laughs> you know, like, Definitely. Big time. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, so feel feel good about like, you know, not going to college, guys. You didn't, you didn't have to. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, yeah, no, I'm, not. I'm, I'm very happy that I uh, that I dropped out at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're not I, getting they're not getting their money. I'm I'm just saying that now. Yeah. So, it's right. and you know what? I I I feel a lot. I I feel very similarly. I uh, I grew up in a small town, and I've had nothing like that. Had a devastated economy, and uh, mm-hmm. and I've had never had anything but like shit jobs my entire life. And half of which I'm like, you know what? This job is no, actually all of them. I'm like, this job is going to go to a robot someday. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do agree also that some people like that. Some uh, jobs should just be left to the left to robots. Like who wants to deal with like sewage? Um, Oh yeah. Or hundred percent. Yeah. Or like something that's just going to wreck your body. Like, like you said, scum. Um, yeah, I, and oh, it makes yeah. it makes a lot of sense. And the thing is, society really needs to start adjusting because I because as we continue to automate things, new jobs are going to start <laughs> popping up out of this. But it seems like we're taking we are just moving way too fast with this. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. It's that whole uh, fucking tech bro, move quick, break yeah. stuff. Like, 
Yeah, I think you know, it's, like it's that, more ominous because it's not a it, it, it's it's not a oh what's the word it's not um a factory you know what I mean it's not an automated factory this is like cerebral right like this is you getting a bot code for you right I mean the idea the the initial idea is that it's it's about like repetitive mundane but, labor yeah so even that, even that like uh, like accounting um I've met people who get immense joy out of accounting mm-hmm. uh, sure. my yeah, dad. Yeah. Is, is even a, it's a good and, job pays but, well yeah but at the same time it's you know it's it's a very repetitive task it's uh it, mm. it is something that conceivably like that i mean if if you know if a human being with an abacus could do that then a machine should be able to do it too um yeah i'm not saying that being a human being with an abacus uh like that would be easy but um i mean I don't know. I think that we need to see more artificial intelligence assisting us with our jobs um, instead of, um, or at least the jobs that we want to keep. Uh, yeah, for human. Well, that that, that that goes right into the like. Okay, quote: yeah. A lot of professional work combines some element of routine information processing with an element of judgment and discretion," said David. Uh, I'm going to fuck this name up. Autor, it's like A U T O R. So um, he may say it differently. He's an economist at MIT who studies the labor effects of automation. And then his, his quote goes on to say, like that's where software has always fallen short. But like with AI, that type of work is much more in the kill path. Yeah. Because like before, discretion is a thing. You know what I mean? Rounding up, et cetera, et cetera. Like finding like new ways to shorthand in a ledger, for example. Yeah. Like all of that stuff is just a thing that you don't need to do anymore. If, I mean, if you want it fair, like to a certain degree, you would want your books to be rock solid. You wouldn't want to be taking chances with it because you don't want to fuck up the tax bullshit because of the way taxes operate in this country. Like it's a fucking threat. It's like, Oh, you know how many taxes I mean? And they're like, yeah, well, well, tell me. And they're like, no, (laughs) you figure it out. And if you get it wrong, you go to jail, you know, like so dumb. Anyway, but like many of these vulnerable workers, they don't, they just don't, they get blindsided. You know what I mean? Like the effects in part, like the effects of white collar automation are often like crouched in jargon or euphemism on their websites. uh, RPA firms promote glowing testimonials from their customers, often glossing over the parts that involve actual humans. So quote, Sprint automates 50 business processes in just six months. Possible translation, Sprint replaced 300 people in the billing department. Quote, Daiichi life insurance saves 132,000 hours annually Uh, could be interpreted as goodbye claims adjusters, you know, and uh, quote, 600% productivity gain for credit reporting giant RPA Uh, data analysts are out, you know, like there's just all these different things. Oh, it's garbage. Yeah. Like I just, man, I am the fastest clicker of fucking skip ad in the West, (laughs) dude. Like I, I honestly, I kind of like to listen to ads so I can just see what kind of shit they're trying to hide from you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause you you hear stories like, yeah. yeah. You know, what's fucked up. You might hear, Okay, you might hear like from some conservative person though talking about, oh, this uh, this new bill that we're going to propose is going to add jobs to the economy. Yeah, what kind of jobs are those? Are you what, yeah. what kind of jobs are you talking about there? Uh, yeah. Fast food? Yeah, Can I, like, are you just yeah. 
take bringing mm-hmm. back jobs from the robots? Is that is that what's going on? Yeah, are we are we charging uh, Skynet? Like, is that what's going on? God. Yeah, because once the I AI mean, takes your job and your job becomes obsolete, who's going to hire you? Like, well, here's going more to that. There's this guy, Jason Kingdon. He's the chief executive of the RPA mm-hmm. firm Blue Prism, and he speaks in the softened vernacular of displacement too. He refers to his company's bots as digital workers and explained that the economic (laughs) shock of the pandemic had massively raised awareness among executives about the variety of work that no longer requires human involvement. Oh, God. God, that makes my skin crawl. It's just bad. You know? I hate. I hate. It just gets worse and worse and worse. When this pandemic happened, like, when everyone was like working from home, I'm like, oh, good. We all discovered the rat race doesn't fucking matter. We don't have to go to work. We have the technology. We just stay at home and do our shitty office job. That's actually really and cool. Turn, and turn no. that into, you know, another surveillance station. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. But the point is, is that's not what they took away from this. They're like, you know what? We could just fire them and replace well, my, it. My favorite, one of my favorite memes from a year ago was, I guess we're going to find out what could have been a meeting and what could have been an email now. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> And it's, it's fucking true. Like, you know, so many things you don't need to be on site. Like it, it helps, uh, I guess, you know, in a creative way, some people vibe that way, you know, they just like need to be in a room with. Oh, like, I'm actually that way. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, if I never ever leave this bunker, uh, I, that's it. I'm cool. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll come out. I'll meet you out for a beer and shit, but like, I, I don't need to be like, mm-hmm. commuting someplace to do all the things that I can do in my. I'm glad you two were on that level. Cause yeah. I don't know how I get anything done here. I feel like I've been preparing for this as a bit of an introvert my entire life. Nope, you know, I'm like, losing. I've been trying really to like tell you I've been losing my mind ever since oh, this I, started. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, my my, life, my mind has been lost for uh-huh. ages. I don't I don't know if you can. I don't know if any of you who are listening to this right now have I uh, have been able to pick up on that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he's fine. He's uh, fine. He's good. We got the sh- we got the we got the shock <laughs> chip in him. Oh well, this this can't. <laughs> This King Don guy, it's it's literally King Don. I was like, go- oh, I was uh, gonna say is his name. Uh, is his, I was gonna say is his name King Dom. I'm like what? No. See, King Dom. Yeah, that's how mm, I would have said that. Like mm, King Don. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he tells business leaders that between half and two thirds of all the tasks currently d- being done at their companies can be done by machines. He sees a future in which humans will collaborate side by side with teams of digital employees with plenty of work for everyone. Don't, although he don't can, fucking uh, call them uh, digital employees. Not done yet. Oh although, he conceded, although he conceded that the robots have certain natural advantages. A digital worker, he said, can be scaled in a vastly more flexible way. I want to eat, I just, his, I want to eat his face. Yeah, I didn't want you to just... <laughs> I didn't want you to just like throw up once. I, I wanted to like take a break, discuss it, and then have oh, you throw up again. That's like, a that's, corporate speak. I, I like we hear in movies and shit. But I'm like, no, nah, he's saying it with his face. That it's I a perversion eat. of language. Yeah, it's I want to uh, chew on his nose. Digital. I mean, I just i I would say go for it, scum. I just I'm afraid of what you might find underneath that. It's gonna be maybe just, some, you know, like uh, some very cold flesh, some scales. It's fine. Because that fucking reptilian is what that is. If you can if you can make those oh words God. come out of your mouth in such yes. fashion that is so yeah, yeah, yeah. sterile. And he's been cut he's been cut off from the divine will. He's been cut he's, off from the divine will. Human. He's like that's like demiurge. 
kind of shit. I, like, he's using the term digital worker for computer program, yeah. which we've had for decades. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah, no, yeah, stop it's, it. It's like this NFT shit. Is that what it's called? Where they're like, basically, you're, you're buying a bit of blockchain so that you can own a GIF or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's a oh, thing. That's not all to talk about, actually. I don't know if I could fill my lungs enough to scream the appropriate go fuck yourself like for that. I was thinking about it, but then I was also thinking I could like pop some cilia and probably bleed out because I I already don't trust cryptocurrency at all. The way I already don't trust like cash. You know what I mean? Like all of the problems (laughs) of currency are just transferred and like amplified yeah yeah. Yeah, and amplified Mm -hmm. like let's people have them so go fuck yourself like it's nothing it's a game y'all are playing yeah uh, and that's what this is and acting real smart about instead of actually investing in fucking societies i don't you just about it yeah that's what this is that's what the stock market is you just described the stock market as well and that's what this is is just like hey we're gonna we're gonna personify and build up and put above you this thing that does not have a physical body and only has value because we decided it did and it's a is- stadium, okay? It's a yeah. packed stadium, all right? Full of everybody there with their hand on the genitalia of the person next to them, mm-hmm. okay? And when they're all, you know, fucking jerking each other off, that's, like, great because then your company's doing great. But if you can't be convinced, you know, to, like, if you can't convince a person to touch your pee-pee. <laughs> so far, I mean, that's, I'm, that's I'm, literally I'm, all I'm, this is. So like, far, you haven't described anything I'm not okay with the metaphors not working. <laughs> as far as metaphors go, that one might need a little bit of work. No, yeah, because um, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. You're describing a giant circle jerk. I mean... Thank you. Thank you. I didn't want to say the words. I was hoping that I was invoking <laughs> at least that Invoking much. the it's, imagery, yeah. Well, I, 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 would, I would prefer the term glad-handing. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to update that one. So anyway, anyway. So in a series of recent studies, this uh, uh, Darren... Oh, man... I feel so bad for some last names in my own lack of yes. ability so, to pronounce them. Would, would the metaphor land uh, if all the people in that stadium were just a bunch of old, crusty white dudes and everybody else outside was on fire? No, it would work better if they were like 22-year-old <laughs> tech bros. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Both of them horrifying. Yeah, right. The mm. worst sort. The worst sort. Because, like, yeah, not, not attractive whatsoever. Because the rest of us are sitting outside the stadium hearing this weird collective moan every now and again, and we're just like, you guys are fucking weird. It just rains down on us. Uh, No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's the funny part. We never fucking even see that much. It's just filling up the stadium. (laughs) It's just filling up the stadium. Like, the expensive seats, they drown first. You know, like, it's... uh, Anyway. Weirdest fucking ritual ever. (laughs) In In a series of recent studies, Darren A. Smoglu... I'm hoping I'm saying that right, of MIT and Pascual Restrepo of Boston University, two well-respected economists who have researched the history of automation, found that for most of the 20th century, the optimistic take on automation prevailed. On average, in industries that implemented automation, new tasks were created faster than old ones were destroyed, which, hey, since the 1980s, they found the equation had flipped. Tasks have been disappearing to automation faster than new ones are appearing because, you know, who gives a, they don't give a fuck. Like they're just, I'm going to save some money by doing this. So, you know, good luck. Yeah. Now, when that happens, like nationwide, you have problems. You know, if it happens in one specific market, that's bad, but those people can move someplace that when it's a, you know, industry-wide shift, you're, you're fucking up. (laughs) It's like static, you know, you're just hitting the whole thing. Society hasn't adjusted 
to this yet, or it might, it may never, it may, bleh, it might not ever, because that's all involves like policy and whatnot. Because well, it's like they, uh, they're also they're saying the shift like might be related more to the popularity of what they call so-so automation, which is technology that is like just barely good enough to replace human workers, but not good enough to create new jobs or make companies significantly more productive. Like a common example of the so-so automation is the fucking grocery store self, you know, checkout machine. These machines don't, yeah, they don't cause customers to buy more groceries. They don't help them shop fucking significantly faster. They just simply allow store owners to slightly like staff, like a few or few less employees on a shift. You know, so that's this, that's what you're saying. This uh, that the market is going to be flooded with is just this kind of automation. So so shit. Yeah, like it's 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 threatening. Like not just the individual either. Like it's threatening the whole economy because like it's not even an innovation. Idiots don't understand that money fucking flows up. You know what I mean? Like my broke ass. Give me some money. I'm gonna spend it. I'm gonna because I gotta do stuff. Like I don't get to sit on you, it and let it. Like other yeah, people tell me how pretty to. my fucking pile is. Like so give it to us and we'll just literally give it right the fuck back to you. You know, like that's just on the moon with something that had about the same processing power as a calculator. Mm. And we haven't, this isn't an innovation then. We haven't advanced past a certain point because none of this has made yeah. society anything better. We need to be off of this fucking planet by now. I mean, that's, I, I mean, I wasn't going oh, yeah. like, well, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. said that we were going to be on this planet by 2019, and then what the yeah, fuck and it is also going on? Robot hookers, but you know what? We're almost to that. You know what? At least we almost have that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like this isn't yeah, an innovation. Yeah. Then this wasn't what technology is supposed to do. Because like we went from the dark ages to this, and nothing's got it. Like it hasn't gotten better. Then that means this is just like a fart, and that's it. Well, that's the whole thing though like that's the trend it's all iterative you know what i mean like there's probably like for example like uh you know every time they put out a new fucking model phone you know it only does like we put an extra camera lens on it you know you probably have a prototype that fucking like levitates and will follow you around (laughs) like just you never have to touch it you just call it up and it just fucking floats in front of your face and but no no we got to we gotta we gotta slow down your fucking battery or whatever right, right before the new model comes out to force mm-hmm. you to like it's like a the shittiest subscription model ever. You it's know the I mean? light bulb uh, theory, right? The idea that light bulbs break, so you have to mm-hmm. buy more, but right. you're applying yeah. it to an incredibly sophisticated piece of technology, which is your phone, right? You know, which you can do work on, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I almost exclusively do work on my phone at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, so anyway much of this automation anyway is being done in like white collar workplaces and it's the kind that like may not help workers uh over the long run at all like during past eras of technological change governments and labor unions have stepped in to fight for automation prone workers so or support them while they're trained for new jobs but like this time there's nothing congress has rejected calls to like fund federal worker retaining uh retraining programs for years for years like i remember this shit like i remember i was supposed to get on some of that stuff back in back in the day but like it didn't happen and um while some of the money in the 1.9 trillion covid19 relief bill democrats hope to pass like and i think they did um like some of it will be going to laid off and furloughed workers but like none of it is specifically earmarked for job training programs that could help them get back on their feet you know what i mean like oh good yeah, so, because they're fucking idiots. Like they're fucking That's idiots. It. And like, yeah. oh hey, let's let's keep reaching across the fucking aisle. Like at what? At what? 
at uh, what? Like you do the thing and then make them complain about it. Get smarter if you can. It doesn't even work. Like I didn't even file for disability because when I was in the hospital for like, I don't know, for I, I, it feels like months, but it was probably less. But like when I was in the hospital, I'm like, yeah, I filed for disability. I was out of work. The mm-hmm. website doesn't work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like this shit doesn't work. So it's almost like, yeah, fuck you. That's it's a big fuck you. Like even these old fuckers who don't even know how half this shit works, like they don't even know how to make laws against it, or they just don't decided it's not a threat and don't care. Yeah. Or it's just brought to them and then just watch the numbers go up and they're like, oh cool. I mean, like another like another big difference too is like in the past, like auto automation was like gradual. It was like factory machine by factory machine. But like this is something you can just like implement and poof, it's the thing now. Like it just takes over. It's like, cause it's just a process. It's not like an actual machine. You know, the, the rate of progression of this technology is like faster than any previous automation said, Mr. Leclerc, the Forrester analysis, who thinks that we are closer to the beginning than the end of the corporate AI boom. And he's like, we haven't hit the exponential point of this stuff yet. He added. And when we do, it's going to be dramatic. I love it when these dudes understate <laughs> like traumatic, Hey, a cataclysmic, like change in your fucking labor is coming um, to the point where like the world will not need you any longer. Yeah. <laughs> Singularity. You know? well, yeah. I mean, I, it's not I, even like, self-aware. Like it's a dumb doing this. fucking. Well, no, I mean, singularity in that uh, the rate of, like you said, the rate of progression um, of our technology is I wouldn't speeding up so quickly that yeah. I think it's, I it's wouldn't go kind of eclipsing uh, yeah. human, or it's going to eclipse human uh, capabilities, maybe yeah. within the next few generations. I mean, it already it's terrifying does in terms, Yeah. In, well, in terms of it, like efficiency for again, like yeah, mundane repetitive when, things, like data entry and stuff. When like do the uh, yeah? When do the like? What do we need to do in order to? Um, Essentially, we have to keep up with AI now, unless so. Whoa. So we would have to put. You're like, gonna love. We'd have part. to put fucking oh, neural links in our head. What is with this article? Every time we bring something up, it's like, oh, you're like, oh, it says that too, and I'm like, fuck. This is this is. I mean, <laughs> you literally just introduced the. You you introduced the end. Yeah, oh, like this oh. is. This is <laughs> God damn. It's 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 perfect. No, Am that I was psychic? an awesome. What? How? How awesome did that transition, dude. You've been on shit. You're on fire today. It, 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 Fucking it's... fire. Uh, hang on. Well, thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Anyways, go ahead. So this is the part of the article uh, that, that you could just, I think the title of it was, you will train your replacement bot. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Okay. As so all of this is like pretty much paraphrase. Let, let me, let me get through this bit. Um, you're going to make noises and then we're going to have a real long talk about it. Good. Okay. Good. Mm, yes. So as AI enters the corporate world, it is forcing workers at all levels to adapt and focus on developing the kinds of distinctly human skills that machines can't easily replicate. Alan Wengert, a former data processor at an Australian insurance firm, learned this lesson four years ago when she arrived at work one day to find a bot builder sitting in her seat. The man, can do it coincidentally, an old classmate of hers, worked for a consulting firm that specialized in RPA. He explained that he'd been hired to automate her job, which mostly involved moving customer data from one database to another. Then he asked her to essentially train her own replacement, teaching him how to do the steps involved in her job so that he, in turn, could program a bot to do the same thing. 
Miss Wengert wasn't exactly surprised. She'd known that her job was straightforward and repetitive, making it low-hanging fruit for automation, but she was annoyed that her managers seemed so eager to hand it over to a machine. They were desperate to create this sense of excitement around automation, quote, she said. Most of my colleagues got on board with that pretty readily, but I found it really jarring to be feigning excitement about all us, like us all, potentially losing our jobs. For Miss Wengert, 27, the experience was a wake-up call. She had a college degree and was early in her career, but some of her colleagues had been happily doing the same job for years, and she worried that they would fall through the cracks. Quote, even though these aren't glamorous jobs, there are a lot of people doing them, she said. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. She left the insurance company after her contract ended, and she now works as a second grade teacher, a job she says she sought out in part because it seemed harder to automate. Hold on. Oh, God. She... There's okay. Mm. There's a lot there. So let's. That's start. a fucking. That's there's a, a parable. I'm gonna take that like, from the top and work my way down. So let's start. Hey, we know we're we're we're, we're gonna fire we're gonna fire you. That's what this is. We're gonna let you go. Mm-hmm. To add insult to injury, we want you to train the new guy. The new guy is an algorithm, and mm. uh, you know we're all really excited. For the doom. The guy doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're going to help me make him, and then he's going to take your seat. Oh, God. Yeah. And we'll, we, we'll pay for him once. And then, yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. He's not going to have Giant. Fuck you. Wow. Yeah. And the fact that, that, I, that's not the first time I've heard that the idea that you need to get a job that oh, yeah. bots are not going to be able to replace, which is bullshit because given enough time, I'm sure they can, oh, depending yeah. on where people's morality is. Because I have a feeling people, we already have like charter schools where it's like literally just a kid with a laptop. That's about it. I mean, look at how many kids are sitting home right now. You know, granted, you need a teacher. Like you need a teacher to give you the humanities of it. What they need to do is get rid of the fucking standardized testing and start teaching shit again. Yes. Because I I feel like that was such a minor part of it when I was a kid that I actually have like, mm, I don't know, thoughts. You know what I mean? I don't have to to be a lot of there need to be a lot of different ways that kids can be taught to because the classroom setting I don't think is very conducive for a lot of kids who are prone to mm-hmm. be, being bullied and that's like a worse problem than ever nowadays. Yeah, uh, or even you know because everybody's like disconnected. Like you know, yeah. uh, like I, I I get it. Mad anxiety sitting in a classroom sometimes. Yeah. Oh, still I tried to be a tutor for children and it did not work out because I was the most anxious one in the room because I'm like wow. Brings back the worst memories. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. This is. No, I didn't mind. I didn't mind tutoring. Um, and and I I just I didn't like being in a class larger than twenty people. Mm-hmm. Like that was yeah. that was the thing. Like I remember, I, I the first time I went to college, like back in the nineties, I, I had a psychology class that was in a big fucking big room, big room, yeah. like yeah, an like amphitheater. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Yeah. I fucking Aww. hated it. Couldn't Aww. pay attention. Kept falling asleep. Fair. Didn't care. Yeah, you know, and it, it was like I'd get there early, and I didn't like I sat down near the front one time, and it was like the last time I ever did that shit. I was like, nah, it's cool. <laughs> like we'll talk about yeah, so this, this woman up here. Has this job? She loses it to a machine that you know, mm-hmm. slap in the face. Go teach the new ba- the new thing, that baby, how to do your how to do the thing. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and she, ex- oh god, and she's so young. <laughs> yeah, twenty college for this. I mean, imagine you work so fucking hard. Yeah. And I, you know what? I've, I have friends. I like, I have a friend who uh, went through medical training and became a nurse just as fucking COVID hit. God. Like, I, you know, the, like the cosmic timing of that is so just 
Ah, oh, I mean, God bless them. That's all I can say. It's just yeah. like, good, good. Just keep plugging. You got to do. But I, I can't imagine like arriving in your training at a moment when it's needed most. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. There's something kind of anime finale to that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. Like uh, that. That's a you know, uh, that whole article is is really good. You should actually look it up. Well, it- um, what I want to say sure. is like, I mean, the way it ends is is really ominous because this this woman yeah. ends up becoming a teacher, but like because she thinks it can't be automated. But I mean, first of all, considering our history with just constantly slashing the budgets for public schooling, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That first of all is just is I mean, well, talk, talk her to job teacher. isn't safe that way. Um, yeah, t- we'll talk to talk to any teacher working today about like say in a high school you know all that standardized testing is is like the fucking bane of their existence God, because yeah. it's, you know you're trying to codify people as opposed to teach them things yeah like it's never it's there's no processing of information with like that kind of shit it's all just memorize facts and learn how to put words in order yeah. and then they shove you out into the world and hope like fuck you know how to talk like it's <laughs> well, yeah like, it is like the difference between your senior year in high school and then like what is expected of you in college. There is literally like next to zero preparation for. Well, like you well can't- okay. I would, I would argue against that at this point too, because college is also just more padding for people. Four well, more years for people can be, yeah. to not grow It can't be. Yeah. I mean, I, I would recommend not ever going to college unless you have a specific goal in mind. Like I never would have gone back. I went I, for about a year and a half. I went I was for like, it with a specific goal in mind. And then I, you know, switched that goal like twice. And then, yeah. and then I was like, yeah. what's, what's the fucking point? Because my dumbass went back in my thirties yeah. and, uh, Right around the time where like the most predatory lending on the planet was going on, and I'm still paying yep. on that shit. Yep. You know, and it's it's but I don't regret it because like I did get what I wanted from it. You know, like I absolutely one hundred percent did and more. Like just living in that city was fucking amazing. And yeah, everything like, about that was a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. have no regrets about going where I went and learning what I did and you know, there's it was a, it was it was a much more optimistic time because when I but when I was doing my business minor, it's kind of like this is like the renaissance of prog- of programs and like business and auto and like do, again automation, right? Like yeah, it, and then maybe not to the degree that we're talking about, but the idea that like oh, this would make running a business a lot easier. Turns mm. out, mm. Google, Google Docs is not going to save you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it's just goddamn. It's I don't. I don't know what the solution to this is. Honestly, like, oh, it's, I, it, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's. We may just all have to become cyborgs, guys. I mean, yeah, that might be what it comes down to. We it's, might all just have to like pop Adderall and yeah, you know, and put chips in our heads. Yeah, uh, no, I'm no. gonna, I'm gonna have a thumb drive sticking out of my forehead. <laughs> Must yeah. is gonna have to. Fight me to put that chip in my head. I'll charge your phone, and it's just me on a stationary bike with like a bunch of USB ports in my fucking forehead. <laughs> I joke about it, but this is the shit that really lets that really reinforces the idea that the only jobs that are going to exist are Patreon and OnlyFans. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I mean, this I'm is- not a, I'm not a, you know, hey, whatever, whatever your hustle has to be. You yeah, know, that's where we're going. Slow path to obsolescence. 
Oh, yeah. 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 Like it's get creative real quick. Yeah. Get some I, friends, start collectives. I don't know what to tell you because yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I, I got to say, I, I am glad that, yeah, I didn't end up ever having a career. Um, yeah. because I mean, I'm going to have to probably continue, uh, with this gig, gig economy shit. Until the day I die, so I'm too stubborn. I'm really too stubborn to get like a gig kind of thing. Like I'm I'll, like I'll work a shitty job, I'll do it. Like I got people to support until I like move out, and like they're gonna then I'll help them when I can. But like it's tough. Like it's it's something it's I don't want to contribute because it's like one I physically can't anymore because my body is fucked. But like the other thing, it's like no fuck you. Like if I have to be miserable. I will smile poor in my grave if I know that I denied you my labor because I'm just a meat puppet to you to yeah. make you money. Yeah. I'm too, I, I, know, hate, I hate authority too much is what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, I can't do I, it. I oh, really my can't. career has just been fucking work. It's been various jobs over yeah. the course of years and years and years. Like, yeah, like I said, I've know. never, I've never had a job that I enjoyed unless you, unless you count this as a job, but I mean, yeah. well, I've had I've had yeah. jobs that were nice at the beginning, but it's always just it's just always such a fucking grind. And I'm just and then you get to every you get to the point where you're like, uh, yeah, a robot could do exactly what I'm doing right now. Yeah, well, I, I liked working in a record store a lot, um, and I still look uh, fondly on that because it was it was a really cool way to engage with people. Like there were very few customers that would come in and just piss me the fuck off. And it, those yeah. were always, for some reason, prog rock fans who were very, 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 very specifically talking about this one fucking Steely Dan song. And it was just like, I don't, you understand you're the reason I'm never going to listen to Steely Dan, right? You get that, right? You know? But I mean, you know, at the same time, like I, I, one of my favorite record store moments was, um, I was real into industrial at that time. And like anything that came from wax tracks or like TVT, I'd, I'd buy it. I didn't care. Yeah. I just get it. And this one time like the, we get, we get this single, it's the only one and the boss won't sell it to me. Cause he's like, I want to put it out in the store. And I was like, I want it. I will pay full price for it. I don't care. Like order another one. And it was, it was underworld. It was their first album. Uh, well, no, it's not their first album. But it was like the first album where they went, fucking straight electronic like just doing these epic songs it was dub no bass with my head man it's a super just really good tone to the album it was real fun to listen to it was nothing really that like it was very good for atmosphere you know what i mean yeah and i mean it had been out for like two three weeks like we finally got some more in and i put it on one day and uh this very very old woman comes up to me and she's like what is this and i'm i'm like i just smiled and i'm like right this way ma'am and I, she bought it and she loved yeah, it. It's yeah. like one of her favorite, you know, she came back and told me, she's like, it was one of my favorite albums. And I was like, I love how left field that was. Thank you. You know, like that was <laughs> made my fucking day. See that's but you know, yeah. Like jobs like that in like specialty stores, I don't think are going to uh, go extinct for a long time right. because, like, because I mean, if you are replacing people uh, working at a Walmart, uh, with drones, that's that's one thing because nobody wants to be at Walmart. But right. if you go if you go to like, uh... <laughs> stop it's, wrong. It's so true. I see it in their eyes. Oh, oh, 
But if you go to even at like uh, like a fast food restaurant or something like that, nobody really wants to be there. But if you go to like a record store or a music mm-hmm. or like a store that sells musical instruments or just fucking anything like a coffee shop, if you have people who are knowledgeable, like really knowledgeable about uh, what they're doing and mm-hmm. have good customer service, that's really hard to replicate. But the yeah. thing is, those jobs are going to become extremely few and far between. And the other thing, too, is that some people don't even fucking know it exists because they just put their goddamn like Spotify or whatever on random. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you, you know, like some people don't know what they like because they just take, you know, whatever is out there. And it's like you you can seek other artists, you know, like uh, the, the thing that I, I learned like back in the day before we had the Internet, like you would look at who produced an album and then sometimes that producer would do wildly divergent shit, yeah. you know, like uh, Rick Rubin was all over the place. You know, he'd do heavy metal, he'd do fucking hip hop. He didn't care. And that's how you would find new music. Like I never heard of this guy, but this producer did this thing and boom, 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 you know, or this label was known for putting out this style of music, like, you know, 4AD or whatever. Like it always did the weird gothy kind of, you know, haunting music and stuff. And, you know, you know where to go with that stuff, but it's less that anymore. It's, it's a, it's a, a fucking, picture on your phone and then a list of songs yeah there's no like and and i'm not like yes i have vinyl but i'm not one of those people that's like oh man vinyl is like the best Eh, it is it it sounds good it's really easy to dj with but there's no story anymore you're you used to get yeah yeah like uh or like with uh cds you know uh, you would have like a little booklet the lyric booklet in front sometimes i would have really cool art and yeah that is something that is really under. No, actually, it's not even underrated nowadays. Uh, it's not even owning, considered. Well, the owning of a physical item nowadays is just. It's not. Yeah, it's not really an option for people anymore because. Right. Because when you own something, when you have like a physical copy of a disc, you can attribute a memory specifically to that to that item. Yeah, um, because you can that's, access. That's what's it. important about right. Uh, about material things in general. Oh, yeah. um, but Well, I mean, just think about what Google did with their fucking, like, uh, Google Music or whatever the fuck it was, one of those apps where they basically just, well, yeah, you can't have that anymore. Like, all those songs yeah, are gone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's what I fear about, like, all these sort of, this, like, subscription economy. Um, oh, all these, everybody's, yeah. Like, oh, so, yeah. It's tiring after a while. Well, it's, um, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven hack with the source code, except that, yeah, like it was, was engineered. There was this a way. really <laughs> cool game. There was a a really cool app game um, mm-hmm. uh, called Heversayers on uh, on the the App Store, and it it had an art style that reminded me a lot of Blam. Um, okay, uh, but then the creator removed it, and I don't know. I was just, or it got removed from the Google Play Store for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I just like when somebody else can fuck with like something that's kind of sort of, I mean, it's not really your shit is the thing. Right. And it's all about I mean, like licensing. Ownership's done. Yeah. It's like we, we, this is the part of the dystopia that we're in now. Like, not only is your job going to be taken by a fucking robot, but you'll never own a house. You're never going to own like, media again 
Yeah. Like even yeah, Sony just announced that the PlayStation Store is not going to be renting or selling movies come like August or something like that. They're like you'll you'll still be able to access them if you if you already paid for them. Yeah. But it's like because and their their logic on this was because everybody's going to these subscription based models. You know, and it's it's just now and now it's worse than it well, was fucking before I think because these be, idiots really overvalue their shit. Like everybody's be, overvaluing their shit. Yeah. That'll become another special thing specialty thing in the future is uh is physical copies of media on oh, it, format oh, on it is. I was gonna bring, I was gonna bring it up of like yeah. the the positive to your like the digital thing, it's not perfect, is Bandcamp. Bandcamp is kinda like kinda gives me that record store feeling. Because everything's creator owned, they get a pretty size. They get a big cut. Like Bandcamp takes a small cut. They get the most of the money mm-hmm. for their product, and then and they even still have those weekends where they're like, "Yeah, all the money goes to the artist." Exactly. Yeah. Like Bandcamp's the closest thing I could think of of like, okay, digital good guy. They like they're got the record the store. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're the opposite. They're doing that. And with the niche physical thing, you can sell. Usually, it's limited because again, these are indie. A lot of them are indie creators, so maybe they just don't want to. Like, they can't keep producing a physical copy constantly. But like, you could buy a physical copy, and it's limited, so that adds the extra special, uh, special feeling to it too. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. Well, now, so, now, now we're at like Kings of Leon released uh, the, an NFT for their for their new album. Wow! And I just. I, I really, I, I just don't, I don't have enough uh, heavy things to throw through glass. I just don't. I don't have enough glass. <laughs> hey, I'm going to, I'm going to sell the NFT to the next fart I blow. Like, that's it. Yeah. And you'll own it. You got to catch it, but you'll own it. Um, and, you know, this very much, you know, like a, a friend of mine, I posted something about that um, in social media. And a friend of mine posted the whole name your friend after a star like thing that ran for a real long time i couldn't think of a better scam you know what i mean like there's an infinite amount of stars you know good luck there comes a point point where and i hate it feeling this way is like the grift becomes like (laughs) self-aware that too but like not even an acceptable job but it comes to the point where like i need to create a grift to not die yeah yeah yeah. That sucks because no one should have to think that I should not be looking at cult leaders and being like, maybe you're wrong. Hey, so, yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I have definitely thought about becoming a drug dealer. Yeah. Uh, in the last <laughs> four years. Cause I, I was, I, cause you know, once DJT got into office, I was like, well, nothing matters anymore. So fucking whatever I want. So yeah, yeah, no, Link will be a drug dealer. I'll be a cult leader and point ups <laughs> will be selling his parts, basically. <laughs> That's it. It's perfect. Yeah. The yeah. plan is perfect. Uh, Thank you for listening. This will be our last episode. And in the after times. Yes. <laughs> Come it's been a lot of fun, everybody. No, just kidding. It's not. Uh, we have we have more to come. Oh, we, have, we have some more. more uh, we, we have more things, and uh, we will be talking about them with you very, very shortly. So, yeah, you guys, I think it was a good one. Yeah, all we, all we have is all we have. Is How do you feel? How do you feel? <sighs> sweaty, oh, alive. Yes, also sweaty, deeply yes, sweaty, angry, afraid of everything. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's about time to move into the virtual world, you guys. I'm I'm just gonna upload myself once uh once the human race turns the curve. So I'll I'll see you there. 
I'll see yeah, you in the studio. You're just a good come that digital sex bot you were talking about last episode. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> that's that's the future economy. Like I if I can't write for shit, then I'm gonna then I'm absolutely gonna whore out my digital body. So Hey guys, you know OnlyFans, <laughs> right? So like you're the only fans, right? <laughs> Please give me money. <laughs> All righty. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Hey, we, will, uh, we, we, we appreciate it. And it, it, it's very fun and it makes this very, very easy to do. So thank you for listening. And uh, check us out on Spotify, um, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, yes. We have a neon. We have a site. I was going to say we have a neon dystopia, and I'm I'm not wrong. We'll, no, you're not we're wrong. Your neon dystopia too. Damn it! Check us out on there. We're trying to. We're getting new stuff. We're trying, and uh, I don't know. Shoot us a message on Facebook on the groups. We have a low yeah, yeah. group. We have a neon dystopia. We don't have a group. Give us but we feedback. Do have give us yeah, feedback. We need some, yeah, give us some feedback. I like yeah, it. I'm on the us, Twitter. Let us oh. know if you if you like what we're doing. So. Yeah, yeah, hit hit us up on the Twitter at L0WL1F3THE. I'm keeping it. Yep. It's never, it's never dumb, but I like it's, it. Yeah, no, it's profoundly stupid, but I love it. Yeah, uh, thanks and, a lot, uh, at Jack. Uh, <laughs> and you can find us in Neon Dystopia at uh, Twitter. I don't know. What, I don't know what the fuck our Twitter is. Twitter baffles me, but we are probably, on there. It's just Neon Dystopia at, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. Let's do that. Good. Uh, excellent ending, fellas. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Bye,